Key West came into view and he changed course slightly, scanning the horizon for the first green channel marker. It appeared a minute later and he kept the boat straight, lining up the more distant markers behind it. He passed the last pile, turned to port, and entered the channel. They entered the space between Tank Island, the old military depot, now the tourist haven called Sunset Key, and the mainland, when he saw the boat coming straight towards them. That's Commando's old hull, Mac yelled to Trufant. Missing the top, but I can tell from here. She, Trufant said. Boys must be on a prowl looking for us. Mac had taken the scout and not one of the more distinctive go-fast boats to blend in better, but in the close quarters of the channel there was nowhere to turn. They couldn't outrun the faster boat. He pulled back on the throttle to buy some more time and desperately searched for a way out. The boat was closing fast and he felt something whiz by his head. A second later he heard the report and ducked. Instinctively he swerved the boat to disrupt their aim, but the next shot hit the windshield shattering it into tiny pieces. The tempered glass held, but his view was obstructed, and he was forced to lean out of its protection to see. They were just about to pass the cruise ship pier when a line of jet skis appeared from its bow. Another bullet hit the console, and he steered towards the convoy, hoping the men would not shoot at tourists. The lead jet ski slowed, waiting for the rest of the pack, before angling his craft and gunning it towards Sunset Key. Mac wondered about the safety of the maneuver, but jet skiers had a reputation for ignoring the rules of the road and doing whatever they wanted. The others followed, and Mac used the diversion to cut behind them. The line of jet skis extended to cross the channel, disrupting traffic and causing both boats to slow. Mac needed to keep the tourist train between them as a buffer until he could figure something out. Just as he was about to accelerate behind them, two stragglers appeared, and he got an idea. He cut the wheel hard to starboard and angled the boat to force the two skiers back in the small harbor behind the cruise ship. The jet skis had no choice but to stop and seek shelter behind the liner. Max spun the wheel and steered between the bow and seawall, almost crashing as the hull slid into the turn. He looked behind to see if he was being followed, but the only thing visible was the mass of the ship, tourists leaning over the rails. Max looked around the small harbor. The five docks jutting out from the seawall were all crowded with launches shuttling passengers to experience Key West for the day. He turned to look at the ship and saw a string of jet skis tied off to the landing where cruisers disembarked for shore excursions. A portable dock jutted from the boat, impatient tourists massed at the gate waiting for a launch to return to take them to the shopping and decadence of Duval Street. They had to act fast. Mac cut the wheel and pulled back on the throttles, allowing the boat to coast to the side of the landing. Men and women, uniformed to look like naval officers, called out to him to keep clear, but he knew the bars on their epaulets held no authority. Several held radios to their heads, probably calling security. We have to ditch the boat and lose them on the ship, Mac yelled to Trufant. The boat slammed into the metal landing. Mac jumped onto the retractable dock, pushed past two men holding clipboards, and forced his way into the mass of tourists. He heard screams as the visitors moved out of the way. They had seconds to find a hiding spot on the cruise ship before security found them. Trufant was behind him as they exited the mass of people, waiting their turn to go ashore, and ran past the shore excursion desk, where he overheard a rotund tourist repeat his room number to the befuddled agent. He looked left, but saw only shops surrounding the huge atrium in the lobby. The area was too exposed. To the right was a hallway with cabin doors on each side. A chime startled him as he passed the elevator on the starboard side, and they ran back to the restrooms. Mac entered the marble-lined bathroom, cracked the door, and watched the hallway. A toilet flushed, and he jumped, 
but it was only Trufant playing with the expensive fixtures. Three men ran from the elevator past the bathrooms in the direction of the excursion desk. You done playing? He looked back at the Cajun, fixing his hair in the mirror. Without waiting for an answer, he left the cover of the bathroom and ran for the open elevator door. It started to close before Trufant reached him, and the Cajun stalled in the opening, but the doors reopened. Mac grabbed him and pulled him into the mirror-lined cab. He pushed the button and the two men were left alone in the compartment.